Voices that inspire the extended interview. My name is Jay Green. I'm the director of sales and marketing at Hotel Indigo Tallahassee College Town. How long have you been working at Indigo? I've been at Indigo for right over a year. So this is sort of new, new territory for Tallahassee, this hotel, and what makes it unique? Yes, ma'am. Hotel Indigo is unique because there's nothing like it wherever you go. And I think the brand on a national level did a good job of making every Hotel Indigo different. So if you like the brand, uh, you'll go to different cities and you'll get the same level of service, but a different experience in everyone. And how did you get into hospitality? The reason I got into hospitality was because my kids were getting older uh, and I was working outside in the market. I was driving three hours round trip every day uh, for a job. So I would uh, send my kids to school and then I would kiss them goodnight when I got home. So hospitality was the first people that gave me an opportunity for a job here in Tallahassee. So I've kind of made a career out of it. Are you from Tallahassee? No, born in, well, not born, but raised in Daytona Beach, graduated from Mainland High School uh, in 2000. So I used to think I was young, not so much anymore. Uh, And uh, so I've been here ever since. And what brought you to Tallahassee? Love. I'm chasing a woman. (laughs) (laughs) Tallahassee is one of those places, either you come for love or you come for education. Uh, The lady I was chasing was coming for education, uh, but I was was coming for love. Well, I came here for love, too, so there you go. (laughs) It's one or the other. (laughs) It is true. It is true. Or you're, like, born here, and and you're one of the few anymore that that was. I love that. That's good. That's very funny. Yeah. So I I got to meet you the other night at the Children's Home Society event, and you, I hear, are a new board member to the CHS? I am. I was uh, honored. uh, Commissioner Christian Caban asked me to attend a meeting with him and asked me to consider being a part of this board. He, not knowing my story, wanted to be be a part. And uh, I said, sir, whatever this organization asks of me, I'm going to do. And why is that? Well, 1982, let me take you uh, young folks back. In 1982, I was born to a 16-year-old mother that flew from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to Jacksonville, Florida to have me. And Children's Home Society was the organization that my adoptive mother saw me on the front of a newsletter, walked into their local branch and said, hey, I want to adopt this kid. I was born in March, and in October 16th, I went home with my adoptive parents. Uh, so everything that I have done in my life and in my career would not be uh, able to be done without an organization like Children's Home Society. So I, I am indebted to them for the rest of my life. That's a pretty powerful story. Yeah. One day, my mother pulled me aside, and she, she gave me this paperwork of my adoptive paperwork. And it's it's paragraph, maybe five paragraphs long to tell you a little bit about your birth mother, a little bit about your supposed birth dad, uh, their ages and whatnot. But it's amazing to me how much mothers can remember 40 years later. So my mom told me the story of uh, my grandmother was 32. She had her child young. My mother was 16, again pregnant, with five other children in the home, keeping me at home wasn't an option. 
Uh, and in 1982, I, I don't think people were so accepting as they are in the year 2023. So she sent her away to have me. And could you imagine being a 16-year-old girl pregnant away away from home and then you're giving birth to a child and you'll never know what happened to that child. Um, but my, my adoptive mother wasn't able to have children. So um, she worked as a nurse at Halifax Hospital and I guess Children's Home Society just, you know, put things in doctor's offices and hospitals all the time. And my mother uh, saw me on a newsletter and wanted, wanted me to be a part of her family. So I always say I have a little sister, too, that she adopted as well. I always say I was so good that she got me, and my little sister was so bad she quit. So we were only two children uh, that my mom adopted. But it, it's organizations like Children's Home Society uh, that does the work to help people like me on a day-to-day basis, and I am more than happy to help them in any way I can. I think you would must be such a feather in their cap to have you be such a eloquent spokesperson for them because you speak so much to the mission. Yes, ma'am. Uh, absolutely. And uh, the reason why the mission is so key to me is because my story could have went another way if it wasn't an option. And they've been doing this work that I know of at least 41 years. So uh, for them to be a mainstay and to help so many families, not just me, but my mom. My mom wanted kids. She was a pediatric registered nurse all her career, 38 plus years. She worked with kids every day in the hospital, and she didn't have any children of her own. So Children's Home Society afforded her the opportunity to become a, become a mother, become a grandmother. And um, I'm forever grateful to the work they do every day. It feels like you won the lottery. I did. I, I I absolutely won the lottery because I have two of the I'm sure your parents are wonderful, uh, but I have two of the greatest parents anyone could ever ask for. Are they perfect? No. Do I agree with everything they say? Absolutely not. Uh, but my mom and dad walk on water. I call my dad my hero, and I call my mother my angel uh, because without them, they would, would definitely— my life would be so different. And, you know, I, I have a family of my own because they taught me what it is to be a young man and how to grow up and how to conduct myself and how to be successful. Uh, so that's the thing I try to, to instill into my children every day. Do your parents live nearby or do they still live they over? They still live in Daytona. My parents still live in Daytona Beach. I just visited them uh, this weekend, spent some time with them. My dad is 84. My mom is 81. Uh, so all these moments that we have, um, we get to enjoy with them. They'll be here. My son graduates from Leon High School uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, they'll be here and be able to walk through the hotel and be able to, to see some of the things because of the sacrifices that they made, uh, some of the things that that has allowed to be in my life. That's wonderful. Yeah. Such a great story. Yes, ma'am. Did you have any connection back to your birth mother? No, that's one thing— um, I wish I had a connection with my birth mother. The older I get, and this is a very, I don't say sensitive subject, but it's one that I struggle with a while. How do you tell someone that has sacrificed all their life that you're interested in finding out someone that's supposed to be them? 
How do you do that? How do you look at your adoptive parents that sacrificed so much in their life and say, hey, you may not be enough. But my dad pulled me aside maybe five years ago and said, son, um, I think you need to find your adopt your biological mother because I think it'll answer a lot of questions that you may have. And uh, I've been on that search. Children Home Society has has been helping. So we'll see how that how that story takes place, and you know maybe one day we'll come in and talk all about it. Yeah, but, well, uh, <laughs> I, you keep me. We'll do part two. You have to yeah, keep me posted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that that's something that um, one day I would like to find out because I want to tell her thank you. That's it. You know, if she wants to be a part of our lives, wonderful. We would love to have her. Uh, but I had two great parents, and you know. Another one isn't necessary, but we'll, we'll like to know. But I would love to hug her neck because she could have made another decision, and she didn't. It was a great sacrifice on her part at 16. So uh, I just want to hug her neck, kiss her on the cheek, and say, hey, man, I, I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to be who I am today, and I owe you my life. So some people get upset about adoptive uh, grandparent, uh, adoptive biological parents, and, and what they decide to do. Here's what I found out: uh, the older I get, the more I understand life is a about a bunch of choices that we make, and unfortunately, sometimes we make the wrong decision. But what I never want to do is to make someone feel beneath and hold them to a decision that they made 40 years ago. We grow up and become better people, and I believe that um, we should give people the grace uh, to become better and to be a part of what it should have been a part of from the beginning. Yeah, Yeah. I agree with you. Well, this series is called Voices That Inspire, so what keeps you inspired? What keeps me inspired every day is I have three children that are growing up in a world that they can be anything that they want to be. And it's because people that come before me that did the work. Uh, So what inspires me is to do the work so that the generation behind them can continue to grow and be great and not be limited uh, by the box that people may try to put them in. I'm inspired every day uh, to go and be great because someone gave their life for me to be great. It's the the biggest insult to someone who has sacrificed everything is not to take advantage of what they sacrifice for. So every day I'm able to get an education. I'm able to to work. I I uh, spent three years. Here's what I want to say, and I don't think I've said this publicly, but I'm gonna say it here. I spent three years at as the director of sales at Hotel Duval. Hotel Duval is a historic hotel in this community that at some point, and for our listeners on radio, I am African-American, some point that people that looked like me wasn't even allowed in the building. And for three years, I was a part of that executive team. I was a part of, I was the director of sales there that made that building successful and, and to push that company forward. You know how proud that makes me? how far we've come. People that looked like me wasn't even allowed in the building. Now they have people like me that's running the building. And that's what keeps me inspired every day. That's wonderful. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. 
and I know you've earned every bit of that. Yeah, yeah. It's every opportunity I have ever given, I've ever, every opportunity I have ever experienced, I've never wanted to be given to me, but I never wanted the opportunity not to be given to me. Oh, uh, you wanted to know that you always had, you had a shot at that opportunity. Yeah. It wasn't denied. You. I didn't want to be kept from the opportunity because of the way I looked. I wanted the same opportunity as everyone else, not to be given to me, to be earned on my laurels, on my work ethic, on what I call the scoreboard, that you can look at my work and like, you know what? Jay does a really good job. Here's an opportunity to take it to the next level. So, you know, fortunately, I have uh, experienced some really great people and uh, some some people that has really invested in me. And I just want to turn that around and invest in somebody that they can be everything they designed to be as well. Hey, this is Jay Green, Director of Sales and Marketing at Hotel Indigo, Tallahassee, College Town, and I love public radio.